The purpose of a storyteller is not to tell you how to think, but to give you questions to think upon. Brandon Sanderson. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. We are going into a fairly touchy topic, but we're talking about current events today and how to integrate those into your writing. Understanding what your readers are going through as they're reading your book can be super helpful in connecting with them. This is part of why there are trends within writing. You'll kind of see that whatever is going on in the world influences the kind of books that are being released and being written at that time, and the sort of themes and underlying elements that are within those books. However, if you're writing fiction, I'm going to leave nonfiction out of this because if you're writing nonfiction, you're writing directly about the event or the opinion or whatever it is. That's a completely different thing. But if you're writing fiction and using these current events and talking points in your writing, it is very easy to go over the line and step into a world where it's no longer about the story. I kind of feel like we can also bring up the Stephen King quote of kill your darlings in a similar way, because if you're too attached to whatever this topic is that you wanted to preach about, then it's probably not serving the story and it should be taken out. That being said, there are some times where you can use and access current events, but that doesn't necessarily mean it'll become a lasting book. It might be the burn hot and fast and out really quickly. The classics tend to be about the human condition. So this is a question that you need to ask yourself because it's more about your brand than it is about your particular book. Do you want to be perceived by those opinions, by the themes that you're writing within your book? Do you want that to be part of your brand? You have to make the choice now because either you need to lean into it and make it obvious, kind of like if you're writing nonfiction, or don't. I read an apocalyptic book at the beginning of the year that was written pre-COVID, but was about the apocalypse itself that centered on the disease. And when COVID came through, she was able to go, hey, if you're looking for more stories about heroes in a time similar to now, here's a thing. But she forever locked herself into a very particular opinion, the author did, because of how she wrote something that actually kind of ended up happening. There's also a line that you do need to be aware of with the psychology of readers, because that is what this whole month is about anyway, is the psychology of readers. If you get too far into that opinion and how you're writing the story, your readers, if they don't align with that, or sometimes even if they do align with it, but they feel like they're getting preached at the entire time, they may just set the book down. One of the reasons I set aside my last Do Not Finish was because I felt like I was being preached at. I get if a character has their opinion, but if it's the main character and I'm expected to align with them when I simply don't, I'm not going to finish the book. Now, keep in mind, we do tell you you're not writing for everyone. So that leans into your favor if you do want to write and lean into this current event public opinion sort of thing. 
But it is still a way, if you go too far with it, that you can alienate people. So we're not discouraging you from doing it at all. Actually, I, I encourage you guys to be willing to address these things in your writing. But there's a few things you need to consider in how you address it or before you address it. The first question you should probably ask yourself is, do you want to be known for blank? Whatever it is that you're trying to address. I had a story about vigilanteism. In the second book in the series, one of the heroes was a cop involved in an officer-involved shooting. So I took a pretty solid stance in what later became a very political issue. But I'm okay being known for that because a lot of my target audience would also fall on my side. And that's the other question. So on top of whether you want to be known for it, you need to consider whether your audience shares that same opinion. If they do, great. There's a reason why LGBTQ plus fiction is becoming so much more popular. And that's because people have found a group of readers. They have found an audience that will devour those books. And that's great. I feel like Reacher kind of misses the mark here because Jack Reacher, who is former military and now roams about the U.S. helping people in times of need, is anti-guns and anti-vigilantes, anti-military in a lot of ways. I was able to overlook it, but I got really annoyed at a lot of these little snide comments that he has. Which is so weird, because isn't he, like, a gun-using vigilante? Yes, who's former military. It's weird. (laughs) Okay. That's part of my point in that... He's separating himself from his audience, who reads the books to feel like that kind of a hero. Another question that you need to ask yourself is, are you always going to write for this kind of audience? If you're not, if you want to broaden your horizons, you may not get those future audience members because they'll look at your original works and go, well, they wrote this and I'm not really into that, so I'm worried that this next book is going to be the same. And in a similar regard, I don't want to support someone who does this and believes these things that I don't. So if you, as a reader, really dislike people taking the law into their own hands, then you probably won't purchase any of my books because I had a book about vigilanteism. So when you're building your author brand, any opinions that you craft will last the entirety of your career until at least you get a pen name for these other things. The last thing we want you to consider before deciding to insert a political opinion or a current event into your story is if it makes sense in the plot itself. Along with this, it's the setting. How you address it, does it fit the setting? I recently read a fairly new book called A Forgery of Roses, And there was a lot of talk about mental illness and struggles there, especially when regards to anxiety. It was perfect for the characters. It fit really well. So it fit in the world. But the way it was addressed felt so out of place in the setting. They were talking very modern terms about your feelings are valid and all of this. But the book was kind of set in a place in the 1800s. The way it was addressed just, it pulled me out of the world. It broke that suspension of disbelief because it felt out of place. 
it could have been addressed in a very similar way, but maybe just a different phrasing that felt more natural to the characters, to the world itself. Let's say, for the sake of argument, that I don't want to make this opinion part of my brand, but I want to include it. How do I include the opinion without making it part of who I'm seen as, as an author? This can get a little bit dangerous if it is your main character or your point of view character that's the opinionated one, but it's still possible. And it's mostly because you need a way to contrast it. You have somebody with one opinion, but then you can have somebody else with the counter opinion. I would say if that character who has that opinion isn't hurting anyone with the opinion, then readers are going to not care too much. They're not going to throw a fit. Conspiracy theory character is fun. He's interesting. We can kind of follow the logic, but we don't have to buy into it. You can also very carefully, very delicately have them change as part of their character growth. And the reason it's delicate is because you still want the character to be likable in the beginning. You still want your readers to root for them. And it's hard to do that if you're addressing a very difficult topic in a way that they start out on what many people believe is the wrong side. Another way to approach this as the author would be to make the person the bad guy, not the opinion. So character A has the opinion that all roses should be blue and everyone who thinks they should be red are just morons. Okay, fine, you you can have that opinion. The opinion doesn't make them a bad person. The fact that he tried to strangle his four-year-old daughter, that makes him a bad person. Who happens to have the opinion that blue roses are better? You need to make sure that it is, again, about them, not what they are or what they think. So one way to do that is to have a character on the good side of things that's the same way. So in my current story, I realized that with a couple of the changes that I wanted to make, the only gay character that I would have had in the story was my emperor, who was my villain. And that just was not going to work because I did not want it to be because he's gay, he's bad. So I ended up making the emperor an empress and changed a couple of the characters. So now I have a character on both sides. There's one who's bi and there's one who's gay. And it helps kind of balance out the scales so that I'm just saying, yeah, these are these people, that's who they are, but that doesn't mean they're bad. They're bad because of the other choices that they make. I feel like making all villains straight white males over 40 does a disservice to more than just the straight white males over 40. Because you're perpetuating this idea that the rest of these people are all victims and that's it. It drives me batty. But I get they don't want to vilify them. So you have another person of the same color, another character with the same qualifications as a good guy. And remember, it's the choices that make someone a bad guy. Shortcuts make someone a bad guy. It is what they choose to do, not who they are. It's not their opinions. What they do makes them villains. So in the words of Bilbo Baggins, it's not who you are underneath. It's what you do that defines you. And in the words of this podcast, 
right selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 